Well, the NFL trade deadline came and went, and this one felt a little bit different. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Wednesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. As always, Chris Schubert here with you once again. Hope everybody had a great Tuesday, having a great start to their Wednesday. We've got a trade deadline edition of TDN Daily here for you today. And how this year felt a little different than most years when it comes to the NFL trade deadline, at least in my mind. But before we jump into that, you guys know the drill. Got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Basketball is back and Bet Online remains the number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. And at Bet Online, you're always going to find the latest odds, team matches, Matchup info, player news, and game trends. As your continued source for all your sports wagering info, BetOnline's got live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They're always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Just head on over to BetOnline.eg to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? A nice trade deadline day that had some big names be on the move that saw some, I would call them somewhat blockbuster trades. We saw Bradley Chubb get moved. We saw TJ Hawkinson get moved. Chase Claypool was on the move. Calvin Ridley was on the move. Those were all just the deals that were done on deadline day, and those were not all the deals that were done on deadline day. But I found myself sitting there wondering if this is the new norm here in the NFL, if this is the new way that things are going to be done, because I couldn't help but feel as if I was watching a Major League Baseball trade deadline day or an NHL trade deadline day where big names are on the move, teams are making those little changes to their roster in order to fill a need here or there to make themselves better for the playoff push. And for the NFL, this has been the one thing they haven't done very well. They do free agency very well. Their regular season is very good. Their their postseason is very good. The draft process is very good. Uh, the preseason is very good. A lot of this they have figured out. A lot of this they know how to keep their name, keep their teams, keep their league, their product in the news basically 365 days of the year. But the one thing, if there is one criticism that I would have about the National Football League is, eh, well, the trade deadline, you'd never really see any major moves. you never really see any big-time players get traded. Well, this year, that went out the window. Roquan Smith got moved before the deadline. A former first-round pick in Kadarius Toney was on the move. I mean, these are big names. These are household names that were on the move, and this was a very welcome sight, at least in my opinion, if you're a fan of the National Football League. And if you're listening to the TDN Daily Podcast, I would assume that you, too, are bit of a diehard when it comes to football and listen I like all the other sports baseball probably the number one sport for me outside of football and the trade deadline is a really big deal it is that final chance for a team to make that one big change or that those multiple moves to really f- fine-tune their roster to get themselves ready for the postseason push and I would love to start seeing that in the National Football League and I feel like we might have started to see that this year I think this was a year in which you saw teams throw their chips in the middle and really be like okay we got a roster that can win. We got a roster that we, we need to get some additions to. We've got injuries in certain spots. Boom, let's go. Away we go with making a move to make our team better. And, and you cannot fault a team for trying to make their team better. And I think that is what was so fun about yesterday. You saw teams go, okay, 
We have a need. Let's make our team better. Let's trade uh, a second and a third round pick for TJ Hawkinson if you're the Minnesota Vikings, right? Let's trade a second round pick for Chase Claypool to give our young quarterback in Justin Fields a wide receiver. We're going to get into some of these trades, at least the ones that I think really stand out to me. But again, I think there was a breath of fresh air. There was a really, really cool atmosphere of, man, anything could happen today. Uh, Teams are going to be active. Teams are going to take phone calls. You saw tweets about teams listening on players more. I think there were more rumors in the lead up to the trade deadline. This year felt wildly different in comparison to into years past with rumors, with potential trade offers, with actual moves. It was a lot of fun, and I really hope this is the start of the way things are going to go moving forward. And I think in an era where more players are on the move more regularly with requesting trades and wanting out and wanting changes of scenery and and GMs looking to get value where they can, you might start to see more of this. This might be just the beginning, but it really just felt like a huge breath of fresh air uh, to see this kind of activity, to see teams really go for it and and try to make their teams better. And again, when you have more teams that are trying to make their teams better, that are trying to make playoff pushes, that are trying to get better, not just for this year, but potentially for years down the road, it is it is a very fun sight. And again, had a lot of fun following all of the news yesterday. But let's talk about some of these trades. And I'm just going to focus on maybe the ones that took place on deadline day because they are fresh, because they are what is in our mind recently. And I think the three, uh, maybe four that we'll talk about, we'll start with the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions making an interdivision trade. Think about that. You very rarely see one of those. An interdivision trade that sends TJ Hawkinson to Minnesota. We got the news that Irv Smith had an ankle sprain, was going to miss a couple of weeks, and Minnesota picks up the phone. They send a second and a third, a second this year, a third in 2024. They get uh, some conditional picks back. They get two fours back for TJ Hawkinson, so they do a pick swap. And I wonder if pick swaps are, are the new void years. There's pick swaps all over the place here on the trade deadline day. And some of the trades that have happened in the past, teams pick swapping and, oh, we'll give you a four this year for, but give us a five in a future year just so we have the same number of picks. And you're starting to see a lot more teams do that. And for Minnesota, I think this is a win. To be able to get those two fourth round picks back in this deal really kind of softens the blow of giving up in a second and a third. And for the Lions, it's a bit of a question mark, right? I mean, everyone on has listened to this show knows that I feel Detroit is one of those marquee destinations for a young quarterback for the infrastructure. Well, one of the pieces of that infrastructure was having TJ Hawkinson, and maybe it's because they didn't want to pay TJ Hawkinson, but and I don't think it's going to drastically change my opinion. Of I do still think Detroit is a good destination for a young quarterback. I think offensively they have a great infrastructure to help a young quarterback succeed in year one, but you start to slowly take those pieces away, and maybe you start to do more than just trade TJ Hawkinson. I'm going to start to get a little bit concerned about whether or not that is that's a team that should be picking a quarterback here in the 2023 draft, and I'm skeptical of them doing it anyway, specifically in the first round with two first-round picks. There's some defensive needs they need to address as well, so something to just keep an eye on, right? It's not a, we're completely out on the direction the Lions are going, but they might try to maybe hit a soft reset button again, and as as a guy who thought TJ Hawkinson was going to be part of the long-term plan there in Detroit, it is a little shocking to see them ultimately decide to move on, but they had another second rounder uh, in the 2023 draft. I believe that gives them two firsts and two seconds, so some, some good top 64 capital for the Detroit Lions to maybe really speed this thing up and really get some young talent in there and potentially be able to to, to start uh, pushing things in the right direction. So those are my thoughts on that trade. Again, I think a big win for Minnesota with the TJ Hawkinson deal. Chase Claypool going to Chicago, a second rounder. Feels a little rich for Chase Claypool. Didn't look like things were going well in Pittsburgh there for Chase. Certainly didn't seem like he was going to be a long-term answer there. But for the Bears, what kind of price would you put on acquiring a a good wide receiver, a young, talented wide receiver to surround your young quarterback with? Justin Fields has looked good in recent weeks. He certainly seems to have a better command of this offense. They seem to be playing better offensively as they go in the first year of Matt Eberflus as the head coach there. 
And listen, we talked about it in the preseason. We talked about it during the draft. We've talked about it during the season. Boy, what do the Bears need to do? They need to get wide receiver help for Justin Fields. Well, they did. And you may think it's a high price tag, but at the end of the day, they need to put Justin Fields in a position to succeed. They need to give him talent to surround himself with. And they went out and did that yesterday in getting Chase Claypool. They were a team that kind of came out of nowhere for him. And remember, they got a two in return for Roquan Smith from the Ravens. So they were already dealing from a position of net positivity when it comes to second-round picks, so they're still going to have a number two in this year's draft. So certainly setting themselves up for, okay, we've got Chase Claypool on the roster. We are probably going to need more wide receivers, but we can look at that room and say, okay, we're at least a little bit better off than we were yesterday. And again, that's a good that's a good thing if you're a Chicago's Bears fan. You, you don't want there to be any sort of excuse of why Justin Fields did not succeed as the quarterback there in Chicago. Two more here for you, and these two I think are big wins for the teams respectively. I think Bradley Chubb is a huge win for the Miami Dolphins because I think the message that it sends. Yeah, it cost a first-round pick. They they moved Chase Edmonds. They moved a fourth-rounder. They got a fifth in return. There's another one of those pick swaps I was talking about. But this is, a, this is the kind of move that signals we are playing well. We are playing good football. We are a team that now we've got our quarterback healthy, and we rode that roller coaster of having Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson play, and we didn't have our quarterback. We've gotten back on the horse. We're 5-3. and three. We're trending in a good direction. Let's help out our defense. Let's get some pass rush. Let's cause a disruption for opposing quarterbacks. Again, you got to have dudes in this league. You got to have dudes that are able to make plays. And adding Bradley Chubb, who is a dude, who is a stud, to this defense is going to make them even better. And so, again, teams made themselves better yesterday. And is a first-round pick rich for a guy that's going to be a free agent at the end of the season? Yeah, but I have a pretty good sense that the Miami Dolphins are going to want to sign Bradley Chubb long-term. That's why they felt comfortable giving up a first-round pick. They felt probably pretty good about being able to keep Bradley Chubb in that building. And again, you add another dude to this team that's already got some dudes on it. Two is starting to play well, played really well against the Lions uh, on Sunday. Okay, Miami Dolphins are saying, Buffalo... The Jets, AFC East, we're, we're putting our chips in. We're, we're, we're playing for this one. We're trying to make the playoffs this year. We're trying to break a big playoff drought. We got a quarterback that's playing pretty well. We're going to support him on the other side of the ball and get a good pass rusher. So you can't blame the Miami Dolphins for that. And I think the, the last one we'll talk about here is one that came somewhat out of left field. And maybe this is the one that will require us to spend the most time on because the Jacksonville Jaguars trade a fifth rounder in 2023 and a conditional fourth rounder in 2024 that has enough conditions on it that will make you confused. You'll have to get a a pen and a piece of paper and write all these down and keep them somewhere so that you'll know what these conditions are down the road. I felt like I was looking at an NBA trade that says, well, if a team picks in the lottery, then it's going to move to the next year. But if if they do pick in the lottery this year, then it will convey and it will go to the team. That's the kind of conditions that I felt like I was reading when watching uh, what these conditions were. So Calvin Ridley off to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now he is still suspended for for the year. He's not uh, reinstated yet. And the condition on that 2024 fourth rounder is based on a couple of different things. It's based on if he resigns with the Jags, if he if he if he signs a long term deal with the Jags, it, that four goes all the way up to a two. So if and if he doesn't get reinstated, it's basically that fifth rounder that they gave up. So you're looking at a team that put some conditions on a pick to potentially have a long term answer there in Calvin Ridley for a wide receiver. But again, we just talked about it with Justin Fields, and you are not going to be able to sit up here and tell me that they have not surrounded Trevor Lawrence with talent. 
They paid Christian Kirk all that money. They brought in Zay Jones. They brought in Evan Ingram. Travis Etienne has looked really good. And now they go out and trade for Calvin Ridley. And yeah, we may want to give Trevor Lawrence a pass for his rookie season because Urban Meyer was his head coach. And I certainly would probably stand with you if you wanted to say, hey, this is really his rookie year because he's basically had to go all the way back to the beginning, learn an entire new system, basically start from the bottom and work your way up. Okay, that's fine. I'll give you that pass. But the, the leash is getting short for Trevor Lawrence to really show why he was the number one overall pick because there's questions being asked about Mac Jones. There's questions being act, asked about Zach Wilson. Justin Fields is getting some heat in Chicago, even though he's playing better as of late. Trevor Lawrence, maybe it's because he's been in Jacksonville. Maybe it's because of the Urban Meyer thing. He's kind of avoided some of that heat. I think the heat's going to get turned up a little bit. And the Jags are now adding another weapon to this offense in Calvin Ridley. Now, again, he's got to get reinstated, and you don't know what version of Calvin Ridley you're going to get. He's a full year off of football. You have no idea what kind of player you're going to get. That's not to say Calvin Ridley can't come in to make an impact. It's just a very, very big unknown when a guy takes a year off of football. Uh, how long is that reacclimation period? Does it take him just a preseason to, to get back into to football form, to, to feel comfortable, to learn a new playbook? Who knows, right? It might take a couple of games, but... Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne, uh, Trevor Lawrence has the ability, has the talent, has all the tools, and he's got the supporting cast to be able to get it done. So those questions will start to, I think, uh, heat up a little bit in the beginning of the year when Calvin Ridley uh, gets to town and he is a part of this team. So that one came out of nowhere, but you got to applaud the Jags for making kind of a, a weird, quirky move to be able to set themselves up again. The Jags aren't really trying to be a Super Bowl contender right now. They are year one of Doug Peterson. They are setting a foundation, and they're going to build on it for next season. Well, they looked at an opportunity here at the trade deadline to say, hey, you know what? Let's get Calvin Ridley on our team now. See if the Falcons want to get some picks for this upcoming year's draft. And they were able to do that. So we will see what the future holds for Calvin Ridley and for the Jags. And again, for the Falcons, Calvin Ridley wasn't playing for you this year. Uh, you're currently leading the NFC South. I, I don't say that with any facetiousness. They are currently the leaders in the NFC South. They have a recipe that allows them to be in football games and have a chance to win football games with Marcus Mariota. They have Kyle Pitts. They have Drake London. Not to say that they couldn't use Calvin Ridley, but to be able to get a pick in the 2023 draft and have a future pick down the road, I think this is some really good roster construction and some really good team building to get these kind of assets in-house for Arthur Smith and company uh, going on to what would be year three down there in Atlanta. So I think kudos to both sides there for coming up with a very creative way to be able to get things done. And then again, some final thoughts on a couple of other trades. The, the Dolphins, after trading Chase Edmonds, they also get Jeff Wilson for a fifth rounder from the 49ers again. They needed help in the running back department. Chase Edmonds was probably, at least statistically and analytically, one of the worst, if not the worst running backs in the league this season uh, from what he was able to do for the Dolphins in the early part of the season. So they go out and get uh, Jeff Wilson and, and and be able to get him into that backfield. And oh, by the way, I didn't even talk really about Christian McCaffrey getting traded, James Robinson getting traded. I, I in passing, mentioned Roquan Smith and Kadarius Toney. See how fun this was? See how much fun we had talking about all of these these picks, these trades? And you saw teams like Chicago add for the future. Jacksonville added for the future. You had Miami and Minnesota be like, okay, we'll get some help now. The Bills went out. They didn't go out and get Alvin Kamara. They didn't go out and, and make the trade for Christian McCaffrey like the 49ers did. But they went out and traded Zach Moss and got Naheem Hines and got a running back into the building. You saw teams really try to get better yesterday, both in the short term, if you're like Miami or Minnesota, and some teams try to get better in the long term. If you're a Chicago um, or Jacksonville, and I loved it, loved every bit of it. And again, I hope that the, these kinds of, of trades and teams trying to make themselves better 
is part of the future of the National Football League because they do almost everything else better than every other league. And the trade deadline has kind of been that one thing. Maybe that and the Pro Bowl have been that one thing that have kind of taken a step backwards. But, man, was yesterday a lot of fun. And it was re- it's really interesting to get into these little nuances of, of what teams gave up, how teams are valued. And, and again, you might sit here and say Chase Claypool going to the Bears uh, was a little rich for a second rounder. But you look at it from what they're trying to do there in Chicago with, with Justin Fields. And, again, I can applaud teams for getting creative and not trying to have any excuse for why their quarterbacks uh, ultimately failed. And I think that's what Jacksonville and Chicago did yesterday at the trade deadline. So a little bit of a recap, my thoughts on some of the trades that we saw yesterday in the National Football League. And again, please, let's do more of this down the road. Let's have some more trade deadlines like this moving forward. That's going to do it for the Wednesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. As always, thanks to our friends over at Bet Online for their continued support of the show. Hope everybody has a great rest of their Wednesday. I'll talk to everybody tomorrow.